I'm curious because I told you I came out of the gate swinging saying that I actually loved this movie. And yeah, you used the L word there, which is pretty strong. It's strong. And I think in comparison to a lot of the things we have watched, I had a couple of jaw dropping moments where like my hand was in front of my face. Holy shit. But I, I, there was something a little empowering about it at one point. Mm-hmm. But again, I also, I have things. I have things to say. <laughs> but I did, I did like it. I did not like this movie. Really? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad, you know, especially not in the way that most of the movies we watch are bad. Mm-hmm. But it didn't do anything for me, really. Okay. And I'm more than willing to explain to you why. Yeah, no, I'm definitely curious. That it didn't do for me. And I will not, you know, (laughs) obviously we both have our opinions, so. Yes. And it's nice that we have different ones. Yeah, so we'll have a bit of a debate. Yeah. Friendly sparring. Yeah, there we go. This is I Hate It, Let's Watch It. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. We are discussing the recent Netflix movie titled Fair Play. Ow. (laughs) Sorry, she she just stuck her nail. That wasn't part of the title, guys. (laughs) Anyway. So one of the interesting things I'm dealing with now that I have a live-in boyfriend is that when I finish these movies for the podcast, there's somebody there to ask me immediately, so how is the movie? And I'm always like, don't ask me that question. Like, I don't want to talk about it with you <laughs> because I have to save. <laughs> right, like I, I have to save it. I want to save all of my impressions for the podcast, but it's frustrating because sometimes I really do want to talk mm-hmm. about it immediately. In this case... I didn't want to talk about it, but he asked what it was about. So I decided to summarize that for him. And <laughs> I did it in one sentence or like maybe two. And then when I finished, I was like, oh, my God, that's it. That was the whole movie. I just told you everything. And what I basically said was a couple working at a hedge fund together in New York City and a promotion becomes available. The woman gets it. The man expected to get it. And he's so butthurt from this that he just like mentally implodes throughout the rest of the movie. Perfect. That's the whole plot. That is the plot of this movie. It is the whole plot. And it segues into the reason, the main reason I did not like this movie, which was that it was so obvious and (laughs) I was just waiting for something else to happen because everything that happened honestly was just completely on track for this man and who we know him to be and his fragile ego issues (sighs) I, I thought somebody was going to die. I was hoping there would be... I did think somebody was going <laughs> to die. I wrote it down. I'm like, somebody's going to die. And only like... I mean, this was a two-hour movie. Long. Too long. Another one that did not need to be as long as it yes. was. But I completely agree. There there was this feeling of someone's going to die somehow. And I think that would have probably given a little more oomph. Right. Or I guess I was even waiting for like a twist. Like maybe he worked for another hedge fund on the side and he was trying to sabotage. Like reporting back or yeah, something. Like right. Double agent. Like I was waiting for something more interesting to reveal itself. And it was literally just watching a man lose his fucking shit over losing a promotion to his girlfriend slash fiance. Fair. No, I, yeah, I get it. And I'm not, I'm not even going to fight you on that because I, that is what the movie is. (laughs) Point blank. I, I completely agree. I just think it had, there was parts of it that I kind of felt like, and I mean, a lot of the times I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm watching Billions or mm-hmm. like it's it's one of those things where it's that competitive edge, but it's because it's a boyfriend and a girlfriend. It's, I guess maybe they thought that they, they were kind of like stepping the bar up a little bit because it's the whole female male, it's yeah. a male dominated industry and she's the one and it just, it was very, I think that's. I think the end at the end is what kind of empowered me a little more, but the whole Ooh, I wish I had the well, I mean I kinda wish I had the balls to say some of the shit she has said throughout the show. But other than that, I, I mean we start with blood, we end with blood. That's all I'm saying. Oh god. Ew blah. okay, yeah. Wait, before, but before can we, we get, get into that, it, just all right. one I have one more comment to make because I just okay. want to say that I feel like they took a very interesting story here, a very interesting idea, and they made it really boring. That's my objection to it is I just especially the first like forty five minutes of the movie, I was just bored, waiting for something to happen. And then as he started ramping up his psychosis, it was like, Oh, okay, we're going somewhere, things are happening, things are moving. And then when it ended, it was just like, Oh, oh, that's it. Okay. 
okay. I mean, it did, yeah, I mean, it had kind of like a blank ending of like, uh, now what? But yeah. it, was, it was interesting. Okay, so, was, yeah. So let's just get started so we can get it over with. You know why I think that I had such, the beginning I was very shocked at. Because we're going to start where they're at his brother's wedding. Yes, I believe that's correct. And, you know, she's being introduced for the first time to some family members. Mm -hmm. And they end up, like, going into the bathroom to fool around. And he goes down on her, comes back up, and she's like, oh, no. And she got her period. And the first thing I'm like, oh, this movie's going to be great. You know why? (laughs) He didn't flinch. Yeah, that was actually a very unique response I think they both had in that situation because I would have been so mortified and there are very few men I know who would laugh about it. They might be like, oh no, it's fine, don't worry about it, but he thought it was funny. (laughs) Right, he thought it was funny and he wasn't like grossed out. I feel like so many men are just so turned off by the like, oh my God, women bleed. It was a little like comforting. I'm like, oh, I like this guy. (laughs) It starts off that way. He started off on such a good note but I think maybe that it might be one of the the points of the movie is that even men who seem like they are advocates for women can also harbor these traditional toxic masculinity mindsets that just come out of them when they're threatened right so like I don't think that the movie's messaging is unimportant like I actually I found a lot of it very interesting because I I also feel like it does such a good job of showing how women are just in ingrained with this uncertainty and lack of self-confidence where men just seem to be born with it and even Mm -hmm. when they're wrong they speak with such confidence that women who are right are like am I right though this is this is weird yeah like maybe he's right and it's just it's wild because like societally that stuff is just there in our programming and Mm -hmm. to see it in a subtle way like this in this movie is very interesting so it's not like they weren't doing stuff that was cool here it was just didn't do enough Yeah, and I think looking back now, I feel that that opening scene was kind of a prerequisite to she's going to rule the roost, basically, at this point, because it didn't affect him in a way where she was ashamed or, Mm -hmm. I mean, she was obviously a little embarrassed, but he didn't make her feel embarrassed or didn't try to. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I felt like, wow, I've had experiences where it was like, oh my God, don't even bother. Like, don't come near me. Right. We're not even going to attempt this. Because by the way, it's a lot of blood. And I'm kind of- It was a lot of blood. I've never gone down on a woman, so I don't know. But I feel like you might notice if there's that much blood in your mouth at any given point. Yeah, I mean, but I th- there's two things you're, you're concentrating on, so I guess you're not really paying attention to that the part taste, as much. Though, I feel like would be yeah, there's going to be a different taste unless it's yeah. your very first time eating pussy. You should probably be aware that like it doesn't taste like blood. I hope in this case it wasn't his first time. Yeah, but- it doesn't seem like it is. <laughs> No, and honestly, the jokes they were making was great because he literally said, you look like you murdered chickens. <laughs> like, she just, yeah. she had, like, this, like, it was a beautiful um, champagne satin dress. dress. Yeah, and it just, like, was covered in blood and, like, a murder crime scene. Yeah. And they laugh it off, and at the same time, where did that ring fall out of? I guess it must have fallen out of his pocket or something. Okay. He, he, see, he seems to be, like, groping at his jacket to be like, oh, no, but an engagement ring fell out of his pocket in the in the tussle and then she's like what the fuck is that and he's like hey you should marry me and she's like all All right right. (laughs) that's some powerful period she's got there because (laughs) to do it at that moment I was kind of like he didn't have much of a choice (laughs) no I mean it fell out the moment that he wanted obviously because otherwise he would have taken it out and not just like had it fall on the floor but I also find it funny when people men obviously find it romantic in a sense to take over the event they're at by Mm. proposing like you're at your brother's wedding and you're gonna propose yeah i don't know i've had this conversation with other people before because you see these viral videos and shit yeah and you're kind of like is that is that really like the best thing to do like right because not only does it take away from the bride and the groom but it also kind of takes away from your moment because Mm mm-hmm every like all these other people are here it's not personal yeah it's not it's not your own and oh okay your the anniversary of your proposal is also your <laughs> brother's wedding anniversary well, i don't know like, how it's just, often people celebrate the anniversary of their proposal 
Fair, fair. <laughs> the only one that I've ever seen that was cute was when the bride was doing the bouquet toss. And I do like those. Yes. She like runs up and specifically handed it to like one of her friends or whatever. And then her soon to be fiance would be waiting there like behind her with a with an engagement ring. So it was like definitely obviously blessings were given by the couple. Exactly. That's <laughs> so, that's when I'm like, OK, that's fine. That makes it like, a little bit better. But. I still don't think it's the right time and place. No, but they decide to like run off at that point. Well, like, yeah, they're covered in blood. Like, what are they going to do? They're covered in blood. They have no change of clothes whatsoever, yeah. but they like escape out the window. They literally said yeah. they're like, it's like we're leaving a murder scene, right. which is a hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, quick introduction to them, but then you find out that they work for the same hedge fund. They both get up at the same time in the morning and when they leave the building, they go separate ways. They go separate ways to just end up at the same, yeah, in the elevator at the same time too, which I find hilarious. <laughs> yes. And it almost makes the whole charade of not leaving and like walking to work together a little unnecessary. It's almost like they think people are going to be tailed them they're taking so many precautions to not be seen together right and you're wasting money at that point <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of crazy and it almost reaches a level of paranoia that I feel is unhealthy you know they could go most of the way together and then have somebody wait in Starbucks for five minutes be- while the other person goes in yeah it's not that serious I mean <laughs> yeah, so- and also given given <laughs> just the environment of their company I just don't think anybody's paying fucking attention right to like that. nobody really cares and nobody has noticed and they're not that subtle so like even what they are doing is undercut by the fact that they're just like whispering to each other at work that's not subtle at all like yeah. that whispering was not subtle no, at all absolutely not so yeah so like i had said before like i felt like i was watching billions because again that's another hedge fund where i don't understand stocks i don't understand i was gonna say i could not get into billions because i couldn't get enough of what was going on to really understand what was happening so. i was too into the character <laughs> though that it's like that part of it which is the main part of it just (laughs) totally I just pretended to pay attention and then it's like I don't really know what they're talking about but in this case it's strictly stocks and I had no idea what was going on so there's a talk about this promotion because we watched this one guy lose (laughs) his fucking shit he's getting fired he's the PM which what's a PM project manager or I assume because maybe it's specific to hedge funds that kind of a title but I, right I've never i mean that before. sounds as relevant as i could come up with <laughs> yeah so. i don't know but he loses his shit like he takes a golf club to the computer everything i mean there's just yeah. glass all over the floor he's escorted out and she's sitting at her desk and she hears again male populated job because you just see I don't think I saw another woman till much later but you kind of think she's the only one working there and she hears all the guys kind of just like in their little coffee clutches which is always funny to me because they always like to say that it's like oh the women like to chat this is fucking bad and they start saying that Luke is going to be you know word on the street Luke's gonna get it yes and she's all excited Mm -hmm. and that's when she in her very not so subtle way, <laughs> yeah. goes up to him and is like, oh, word on the street is you're going to get <laughs> Yeah, it. by like, the way, heard the whispers. So now he's all... Obviously excited. A flutter. Yeah. yeah, he's he's psyched. So they go home and fuck, obviously, because they're like... Yeah, and excited. she has her period still, and there's just blood <laughs> everywhere. And I don't know if that's supposed to be a metaphor for something, because yeah. why are we dealing with this again? Like, we got it in the beginning. Like, right. We get it. She has her period. I was al- I was also wondering if there was going to be a pregnancy scare at some point, just because they were focusing so oh. much on the fact that she had her period, that I was like, are we going to see her not have a period and then be really concerned? Like, I don't know. Right, I don't and know. just really throw a monkey wrench in this entire situation. Yeah, I think maybe part of it might just be because at that time in the relationship, they were equal partners and the dynamic was the same. And so he didn't care 
about the period or you know whatever else is going on sense. not that she has another period where he acts like it's gross but as soon as the power dynamic shifts in their relationship he turns it into an entirely different person and we'll get into that because i have a lot to say um <laughs> sure i mean that's the whole movie <laughs> no that is the whole movie but just his attitude later on is just a lot for me so we she gets a call in the middle of the night from the boss's like right hand guy rudy rory right? i think is that rory Sorry, <laughs> something like regular that. size. Reading. Uh, <laughs> and it's like two in the morning, three in the morning. Yeah. And he's like, I'm at Gold Bar. Like, come here now. And she does. And I know. Like, yeah. What the fuck? And at this point, I had no idea who Rory was. This, so I was like, why the fuck is she? And, right. And I didn't understand that. Once I found that. out, I was like, why the fuck would she do this? <laughs> what could it possibly be about? Unless even maybe Luke they like, do don't like answer it. international tradings or something. Like, I don't, I honestly don't know. That makes sense. But they were fucking wide awake. So she yeah. ends up, she gets dressed, whatever. She heads over and it ends up where the boss is there instead. Big boss man. Rory, who I was not a fan of, but whatever. I think he fit the role. He, oh, he's what I would expect for a man in that position. <laughs> hmm. Oh, what a douche. So... They start talking and he's just asking her like typical like interview questions kind of like, oh, so you're from Long Island and she's from Lindbrook. I know. And shout out to Lindbrook. Shout out to Lindbrook. <laughs> when do they ever get like, a shout out in a movie? Right? Like so close to home. <laughs> and then he's basically just going off of her at like accolades and is like, that's it. Like you got it. It's yours. And she actually doesn't say that. We don't find out until she gets home, right? I'm forgetting now because that meeting kind of leaves on a on a cliffhanger and then she gets home and he's like what happened did he try to touch you like whatever that he was very big into that he was very yeah because obviously gung-ho on it couldn't be anything else (laughs) to him it couldn't be anything else obviously yeah well yeah because he fixates on it for the rest of the movie and just like assures himself that this must be why because he can't and she says that at the very end like why can't you just accept that like this happened for me because I worked hard and I'm good at my job right and which is a great question for all men but his reception of it he seemed okay he seemed okay but it was one of those like dead behind the eyes I'm so happy for you like yeah (laughs) you just saw him turn off at that moment and this is when you knew it was gonna just be hell from this point on I kind of made a joke in my notes and I'm like no more period sex for her because I kind of predicted it in a way too because the attitude just continues but her being his boss just becomes it felt icky it was already going to be problematic regardless Mm -hmm. of whether or not he was fully on board with this promotion for her it's hard even getting promoted when you're friends with people you work with that dynamic Mm -hmm. gets weird when you start having to give people orders and tell them what to do and that dynamic in a relationship is so much more complicated because a a relationship should be a partnership on equal ground but if you're forced to be where you know subordinate to one or the other at work that gets tricky very fast so yeah so she walks in the next morning and goes straight to that office and like you see somewhat of the confidence in her face like you're like oh like good for her whatever and this is when it starts to get weird because she she keeps trying to help him out and kind of get him a boost to the boss. You know, he's a team player. He's really good at his job and all of this. And his right-hand man, I forget his name, but he was in Mad Men. Love him. Oh, yeah. Paul, I think. Paul. They basically tell her, listen, we're just waiting for him to quit. We are not a fan of right. him. Well, like, be- his numbers aren't great. All this stuff. And she does this like really embarrassing thing at one point where she tries to sing his praises to them. Mm-hmm. And... And he's like, oh, but Lucas's last hunch got us like $15 million in the hole. So, you know, maybe we don't want to go with him again. And it's interesting because, I mean, I guess I guess you may not necessarily know the details of your partner's successes and failures if you work in the same office and you're not each other's supervisors. So I guess maybe it's not so weird to think that she would go out on a limb for him without knowing that. But it was one of those moments where I just felt like, oh, God, like you didn't check your references here (laughs) like what if he's a shitty worker like what if he hasn't been promoted because he sucks at his job and now you're looking like an idiot because you're saying oh he does such a great job and they're like no he doesn't (laughs) 
Exactly. It's like it, recommending it was, a friend for a job and then it just not not working out. Now it looks bad on you. Yeah. And it, it's just there was a lot. It was very anxiety driven because watching her try to help him and then just all of it, like even the boss is like, well, he's not you. And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, like he's never going to actually it, be able right, to like get you, where you want him to no. be. Yeah. So and it's very it's oh my gosh it's I but that's why I think I liked it because it was an anxiety driven movie like you're just kind of like on the edge of your seat of at what point is he gonna crack because you knew it was but it was just kind of like when is it gonna happen and is he gonna like what are his best efforts going to be in terms of kind of you know like. Mm Is he going to harp on it or is he going to actually like work his ass off? And it just it it becomes this. Oh, it's just a spiral, essentially, because what's going on with him now is that he gets sucked into this weird. It's like a TED talk guy. Like it's like (laughs) he's this guy who it's something that like selling a reframing the perspective. He does these classes. He does these lectures. He has a book and it's all about how to change somebody's mind about something and basically basically make them reliant upon the truth that you want them to believe. And I thought that was going to play maybe more of a role in this. And he kind of tries it on her a little bit with the dress code situation. That was fucked up. Like at that point I was like, oh, yeah, we're going there. Yeah. He basically tells her she doesn't dress professionally. He says she dresses like a cupcake, which is weird because to that point, I would She only dresses in navy blue and black. I would have actually is... described her wardrobe as a sophisticated yawn because it's so mm-hmm. plain, but it looks nice. Like she's she looks classy right. and like a working professional. I would never have described her as a cupcake. And I also don't think anything she was wearing was like particularly provocative throughout the movie. Yeah, she wears skirts and heels, but like that's pretty standard. Right. And that came after though, she says to him, Can I buy my analyst dinner? <laughs> and I'm like, his dick definitely went so soft at that point because you already know that he's hating. Like, I mean, in the beginning, I feel like she wasn't catching on that well, but no, but part of that is because he was reassuring her that he was totally fine with it. And every time he would make a little comment like, oh, well, you know, you're making more money than me now. And then he'd be like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So like she was taking him at face value where maybe I don't think she should have been. Yeah. But, you know, he wasn't communicating how he was really feeling about it. So no, he wasn't. But I feel like it was a kind of read the room situation. I don't know. But that was kind of like, ugh. well, there's lots of moments you can just see how this would kill a man who can't stand to see a woman succeed regardless of who that woman is to him so it's just it's uncomfortable to watch so after he talks to her about her wardrobe she dresses like steve jobs the next day with like the black turtleneck yeah (laughs) and like a blazer over it and then she makes a really bad call at work because he kind of gets into her head saying you know she's not being confident enough you know she needs to make big moves yada yada and he talks her into this trade deal that Mm -hmm. goes south almost immediately And it frustrated me because it's like, I wouldn't trust him, especially after hearing her bosses shit on him. I would be so cautious if I were her. Plus, he's been rude to her recently. Yeah, that's got to be like a hint. Like, I mean, he's he won't have sex with her. He's being very. And this is where I feel a sense of close to home only because I've had this happen to me where it's like when a guy is just feeling either emasculated or Mm -hmm. Whatever the case may be, whatever's going on in their head, and they start just giving you the cold shoulder and that minimal effort. And for her, I don't know how much it got in her head because, I mean, she still had to work and shit. But um, it really fucks it fucks with you mm-hmm. when your partner does a 180 and you're kind of like, what the fuck? Like, talk to me. Like, but that's not happening. Mm-hmm. So... Like you said, I don't think I would have trusted his fucking go on this because on top of being told he's shit, he's treating me like a doormat. Right. Like I don't trust your intentions anymore. Yeah. And he doesn't necessarily have a motive to make either of them look bad. And I don't think he was intentionally trying to make either of them look bad. I wrote that down. I was confused. I was wondering if he did it on purpose. I don't think he would have a motive for that because 
he still thought at that time that he stood a chance at promotion. And I think he really thought that she would be able to get him there as long as he put in the work and proved that he had the right instincts. But I think he could have done a lot worse. I think perhaps, I don't even actually think the second time where he was trying to get her to act on an insider trading tip was intentional. I don't think that was meant to hurt her either. But I think that's a great example of why they didn't trust him and didn't want to promote him because he does these things that are yeah, kind they are of sketchy, sketchy, shady, not really thought out very well. And she's such a planner. She looks into everything. She does her research. She wants him to check things three times before they do it. And he causes her to question her instincts initially, but then she kind of realizes, no, I have the right instincts here. I have the better instincts. And she ends up scoring a better deal to make up for the bad one that she had. Can I tell you that scene was so... I was confused at first because her reaction initially, oh. I'm like, oh, she fucked it up. Oh, she I fucked know. it up again well, and this we're is, done. Yeah, this is exactly what I mean about billions. I would have to like just watch people's reactions. I needed them to tell me when something good happened and when something bad happened because I did not know. Because <laughs> she's like listening because it's an overseas deal so it's like really fucking early in the morning and she's watching the news like online to find out if this person is actually going through with whatever the fuck it was i could not tell <laughs> yeah right yeah cool, if it was, it was good because her reaction yeah she was just kind of stone-faced she, and I'm like, she was oh my stunned God. and it wasn't like yeah. are you stunned in a good way or in a bad way because it was a court decision that was what made it more complicated because yes. it wasn't even just like this person stepping down or not stepping down it was like th- it was some kind of ruling about creditors and and something <laughs> so like I don't even understand the legal side of it so I'm definitely not going to understand what impact that's going to have on the market but it does work out yeah and he even said he's like you did it but right. in such a bitchy way in the corner like right. he's like making coffee or whatever and he's like looks like you made like you yeah did because right she did it without him he had an idea yeah the insider trading idea. She was like, I don't like this. No, thank you. I'm going to do this instead. And it worked out for her. So of course, he's starting to feel even worse about himself. But you know, whatever. And prior to that, when she did do the fuck up, the boss went off on her in a way where oh my he God. was like, you are a fucking bitch. Like, he called her a bitch. dumb fucking bitch. A That's dumb fucking her. bitch. Yeah. So after this deal, he comes back with saying, I should take back my comment from the other day. Right, and he won't even acknowledge what he said, because then she's like, he you won't. mean when you called me a dumb fucking bitch? And he was like, oh, is that what I said? <laughs> and he walks out, and yeah. then Paul hands her an envelope and says... That Here's, means your he's sorry. <laughs> Here's your bonus. Here's your bone. A $575,000 commission check. Right. And I'm like, um, what? Yeah, what? I mean, more than than a lot of people make in a year. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh, I mean, gosh. it's, a, it's I'm a still different... looking at sixty by forty. Yeah, it's I mean, a... <laughs> we can't. <laughs> it's a different world um, out there for these types mm-hmm. of jobs. You know, I know a couple of guys who work in investment banking in the city, and like their starting salaries are like four hundred k, and it's just like what. <laughs> Yeah, I'll never know that life, I don't think. Look, I mean, if you're willing, because honestly, I could never work this job. And seeing this movie, if it's any degree of accurate, I have no desire to be working in this industry because not only- I'm stressed enough. Yeah, not only does it seem incredibly stressful, but I am risk averse. So I would not be good at making investments. And also all the overtime they pull, the fact that she could be called at 2 a.m. to go meet her boss in a bar. And I do actually, you know, if I agreed with Luke about anything in this movie, it was when he went off on her about setting boundaries with her boss because I am a huge advocate for doing that. And, you know, I think it depends on who you are as a person and how you value your work-life balance. But if you do value your work-life balance, then you should be setting boundaries with your boss. You should not be answering the phone in the middle of the night. Do not even let them think you're accessible for that kind of thing. So I totally understand. However, if you are the kind of person who lives to work instead of works to live, then, you know, do you do whatever you want to do. But if it's making you unhappy to be on call 24 seven, do not do that. (laughs) Another yeah, another thing that she starts to do is kind of become one of the boys. Oh, God, I hate after this. Yeah, after this commission check, the other guys in the office come up to her and they're like, well, we're taking you out. Like, let's fucking Mm -hmm. go. Let's celebrate. And 
She was trying to text Luke about like, yes. let's get out of the apartment. Let's go stay at a nice hotel. He's just ghosting her. Ignoring the fucking shit out Even of her. Even though he's so sitting the- 20 feet away from her in the office. Yep. And you could tell that it's an effect on top of him just being butthurt on top. Like mm-hmm. he sees the guys walk into her office. So he knows what's coming. Right. And he knows basically like they're going to ask her to fucking go out for drinks and all this stuff. So I think that added to him ignoring her. And she doesn't want to do it. She, she you Right. She says she no just- initially. Right. And then they're like, come on, you know, like, let's do this, blah, blah, blah. And they're talking about different places. And they decide on Pumps, which is a strip club. Obviously. <laughs> and to be honest, I would have picked Pumps, too. I'm not I would joking. not. Like, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be the cool girl ever who's like, let's go to a strip club and, like, try to be one of the... No, it's never going to be me. Never. I think it was more to get back at Luke, but... I wouldn't even I do it for I, that. Because, like, that scenario, because yeah. when one of the guys... One of the guys was telling a story. It's an that, awful, I did not like that story at all. It's an awful fucking all. story. And she's just sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, this is my personal hell. <laughs> sitting and li- listening to frat boys tell it's... their stupid douchey stories while there's pounding music and I'm not having a good time. I would so much rather be in bed. Yeah, it was wild. And she comes home and this is the second time she comes home drunk where she uses the wrong key to get in the door. Yeah. And um, she says something to Luke that I felt um, you are just adding a fuel to the fire. She goes, I promise to help your career if you eat my pussy. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. I mean, that is she, talk about emasculating. Yeah. I mean, part of it is she's drunk. And I also felt like, yes, she was kidding. And I also think. It had to do with just the fact that sometimes when you've got shit going on in the relationship and it's causing a distance, you don't want to fuck. You don't want to have sex. Mm -hmm. You just don't feel like it. But sometimes having sex is the only way that you can kind of come back to each other. And so like, I think she was starting to feel desperate at that point because she had been trying so hard to fix the relationship. She was trying to get them out, going out to doing things, going out to dinner. She was trying to reach across the void to him and it was not working. And I think she she was drunk and she was feeling kind of desperate about like, well, you know, just eat my pussy, please. Like, Mm -hmm. I will help you. I will do whatever you want. Help you get the promotion. Just please eat my pussy. (laughs) Like we need to get this ball rolling again. I think it's just my nature because I, I don't know. I, (laughs) shit I need to work on. But at this point, I was a little torn between both of them because in terms of him and his emasculation feeling and that whole like, all right, well now she's going out with the guys. I mean, again, he could have responded to her texts and they could have done their date night and all that stuff. I I get that. But he's trying to, in a way, better himself with that like kind of like self-help guru dude oh but it's 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 not great no no it's like it's like he invested in andrew tate or something like it's it's not yeah yeah but and also like it kind of bothered me that she like kept bringing up the money aspect of it and it's like shut the fuck up i have my own money and you are making so much more than me like who are you to tell but like it's a back and it was such a back and forth for me this whole fucking movie because i started off loving him but then i also can understand i don't know I, i i was so torn this entire movie you see i had a problem with him generally because he wasn't communicating properly how he was feeling yeah because i do think that were the roles reversed and he were making the exact same comments to her everything would have been fine it was really just the issue of him not being able to accept this passover of the promotion to his fiance like he could not get past that and Mm -hmm. could not admit that out loud or to her or whatever because if he had i don't think the jokes would have bothered him because there is a huge salary discrepancy in my household right now and nobody's upset about that and we can make jokes about like oh this one's on you because like you're making all the money and it's it's fine because it is fine but if it's not fine he needed to say something because I think she took him at face value and was like well he's he's okay with this he's happy for me he's acting how I would act or he's reacting how I would react to his promotion so I don't really excuse it and I think it's part of the commentary on toxic masculinity that he hasn't felt comfortable enough to say to her I'm feeling really upset about this and I want to talk to you about it 
Yeah, he had plenty of moments to do that. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. I mean, he could have just said instead of being this downright like slug. <laughs> and I'm going to use that as a term only because he just kind of gave the bare minimum in any type of communication whatsoever and would just show up and but not speak. It, it's just it's such a frustrating dynamic to deal with when mm-hmm. your significant other just cannot give you anything but like you and right. it's so I, I understand her making certain comments because it's like I just is somebody are you alive in there? Right. Yeah. Like, like just trying to get a to reaction. Just, mm-hmm. And it's it gets to a certain point. So they have a fight and this fight gets bad because she ends up spilling the beans to how the boss really feels about him (laughs) and it's not it's not good it doesn't this is now this is the climax of the movie because shit goes downhill from here and it's funny because before i watched the movie i actually somebody had posted like the scene on tiktok and it was like this is probably one of the most like well acted scenes for something in the oh, scenario wait, which one <laughs> where they're just going at it and she's like it's oh. their fight that main okay. fight in the kitchen where they're okay. just kind of like and she she basically says she goes maybe this firm doesn't want you right and it, it get it just get it's her basically telling him like you are shit <laughs> they want nothing to do ju- they want you to just quit because they're not like they want to fire you but they'd rather you quit in other words she says it but yeah it gets really bad and the next day he does the most pussy-ish thing i've ever seen in my life worst thing to watch it was so painful it was excruciating it really was he decides to go into the boss and just like oh confess his undying love basically yeah because one of the other pms gets fired so there's an open spot and he's like i'm gonna go plead my case and when i say plead i literally mean plead and beg on his knees on his knees he's literally on his knees and is like i will do whatever you want i will do anything to get this promotion came to my college however many years ago and you you did this whole thing and ever since then you've been my god he said yes my god it was very depressing to watch and you just see the boss say like are you done yet and as that (laughs) happens the new pm comes in and asks the boss a question and he goes oh you haven't met so and so the new pm yeah i this is this was my biggest reaction for the whole movie i just said oof out loud because it was just like oh no that is so humiliating it was a kick to the nads a thousand percent yeah because he didn't even realize that the job wasn't even up for option at this point and he's still on the ground begging and it's just like oh no like it was already given to someone else so that was Mm -hmm. for nothing that was literally for nothing for nothing and also in the background of all this that we haven't really brought up her mom keeps calling because her mom knows they're engaged right her mom and is trying to plan an engagement party and all this shit and he never told his parents which is like a weird red flag in I would the love beginning. to know how long they'd been dating. They don't yeah. really tell us. I mean, it's obviously long enough that she was invited to his brother's wedding, but like that's not They're, necessarily Right, and they live together. Yeah, but it's unclear. So the mom then decides that she's going to call his parents and let them know. And then she plans this whole engagement party and tells them what it's going to be. But the shitstorm of their relationship, I mean, it's just, (laughs) it's a fucking tsunami right now. And she's like, can we not do this? And there's a meeting with some big guys, right? Overseas guys, right? Something like that. A Russian uh, potential investor is comes into the office they're basically pitching him to be one of their clients yeah and um <laughs> so yeah um lucas luke lucas luke. luke hasn't shown up for work that day and emily is it's vaguely, been a couple of days actually at that point has it been or i thought it was just that yeah person. because she's like oh he's feeling under the weather he's not going to be here because he also hadn't showed up at home either yeah right she can't find him which is great uh-huh 
So great. So Emily's a bit concerned about that. And as she is giving her part of the presentation, she sees Luke come into the office. He looks awful. He is Mm -hmm. not dressed professionally. He looks like he's drunk, like he's been sleeping on the streets or whatever. And he basically starts making a scene and comes to the door and is like, I need a cup of coffee. She's like, there's a coffee machine in the kitchen. Can you get the fuck out? And he's like, I like this coffee machine. And just barges in and drops the cup breaks the cup is like interrupting like is just all over not great and this is when he decides to like blow up everybody's spot (laughs) this was he had a couple of lines that i i liked though (laughs) oh okay he's like you can only kick a dog so many times before it bites back and then he starts barking at them oh god yeah (laughs) that was kind of entertaining And then he does say, you think fear cultivates respect. Mm. And he's like, nobody fucking respects you. And it was as drunk and hungover as he was. I mean, true. I mean, that is true. I don't think there were some, like I said before, about setting boundaries and things. It's not like he had a completely off base mindset about certain things. But it's, you know, it's just all the other stuff that (laughs) that made him sound like a fucking lunatic. That was one of the more shocking things. And then, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, and then he reveals that their precious little Emily, who they think is so great and so perfect, has been breaking company policy for the, oh, he said the past two years. Okay, so we do kind of know how long they've been dating. Yeah. For approximately two years. <laughs> so he says that she's been sleeping with him and that she told him that she would get him a promotion if he ate her pussy. Mm-hmm. So like, not great. Like, yeah, that's when I was kind of like, to hear oh that. shit. <laughs> like not- you want to be a fly on the wall for it, but also terrifying. Right. Like imagine if you were just sitting in your office and you heard this conversation happening, like three doors down or something like, hmm. Well, that's what I do at work now. I have to <laughs> shut my heater off. I have to shut my music off. And I'm like, hello. Yes, um, what was that? Can you just say that a little bit louder? Yeah. Can you just can everybody just shut the fuck up so I can hear? <laughs> Thank you. Well, everybody could hear Luke because he's yeah, like this was So yeah. not good. He runs out. And to Emily's knowledge, this engagement party is still happening still, tonight. So it is. She's like, fuck, and runs out to see if she can find him. She's looking all over for him. He's not at home. She's leaving voicemail after voicemail. Like, where the fuck are you? Like, we need to talk. Come on. Yep. And then she calls his brother. (laughs) Yes. And she's like, uh, have you seen him? Have you seen him? (laughs) Whatever. And he's like, yeah, he's here at the party. Um, No, she was like, he left 20 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. She's like, where's he going? And he's like, um, like, is this a joke? He's going to the engagement party. (laughs) Right. He came here to change. Yes. Yeah. And she's like, oh, fuck. So she shows up guns blazing. Well, and she's just kind of like, yeah, no, she's ready to fucking lose her shit. And this was great because like he's just like at the bar. (laughs) Oh, my God. And it just the back and forth was great. And he was so gung ho on the boss fucking her, though, because yeah, he's convinced. Yeah, he's convinced that 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 that's like that's the only way she could have gotten this job. Right. Was that. And um, this this takes a bit of a turn. (laughs) Well, she she screams to him, too. Like, why is it so hard for you to accept that I did better? Right. And they go to the bathroom and they're fighting and it turns into what you think is going to be like this passionate love scene. (laughs) Right. They're gonna get back together everything they're gonna, gonna get back okay. together and they, they realize that they both fucked up whatever it is and then he takes his anger out in not the best way i uh, this is where i thought death was happening yes because I he so kept too. bashing her head against the fucking counter yes and i was like oh no oh no this is this can't end this way right like no way right and I think this moment for her was like what I was saying before about reconciliation and like coming back to each other and maybe making a bridge across that void but for him it was reasserting his dominance in the Mm -hmm. relationship and so when he started getting too rough and she started asking him to stop he was not going to listen to her because this was his way of regaining the power in the relationship yeah it was tough to watch yeah and you see once they're well he's done once (laughs) Once they're done done, once the incident is over it's kind of like that slow-mo where she's 
getting herself back together, you see the big bruise on her cheek and she just walks out. He doesn't say anything. And it's one of those unspoken things like clearly you're done now because (laughs) there's no way you're coming back from this one. Right. And she has a meeting with the boss and she's like she lies she, gives this, she oh 100% <laughs> she, she lies she makes up a story that he was stalking her yep. and it was never consensual but he was making up all these stories about them that they had this secret relationship yada yada and I don't know whether the boss believed her or not it was sort of unclear and he was almost just like I honestly don't care let's just move on Yeah, I wrote down what he said because I found it to be an interesting thing for a boss to say to somebody, especially male to female. He goes, we all do filthy things, disgusting things, but we leave it there. We don't drag it into the office. Mm -hmm. And then he says, blame, accountability. It's all irrelevant. Move on. Yeah, I wrote that one down because I was like, that's not how we do things. Not only are you, you're sweeping it under the rug in terms of her because she still has a job, Mm -hmm. but you're also say her story were true. You're denying her experiences on assault, but that's where we kind of, well, she gets, she almost gets treated like one of the men here in that it's like, we don't want to fire you. Like you're doing a great job and we don't want to fire you. So like, if you're going to do weird kinky shit, just keep it out of the office. And that feels like a privilege that's usually afforded to men in the workplace. But women don't generally get that. It's like a mark of her metamorphosis into the dominant male. Which is what we see next. She comes home and Luke is sitting there, bags (laughs) packed, all of the shit packed. Can I say this literally reminds me of how my ex and I broke up because he was very much about the business end of it and I was just like are you fucking kidding like, that whole ending- like speech like he basically yeah. prepared this we're whole ending scenario. an eight-year relationship and you're asking me like when my flights are and like <laughs> like what we're doing That's- with the toaster oven like what are you talking about it was such it was so robotic and yeah. it was a matter of just him saying well I did this this and this I got a flight in the morning to wherever it was my brother has this friend that's gonna help me open my own place and then da 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 and you can keep this I can keep that it was just very robotic and she's just kind of like what like <laughs> yeah i don't care out of your fucking <laughs> mind and then this was where i was kind of again this is i think why i like the movie so much because it became this whole like she's the fucking boss man and, right. and forcing him to admit it because i guess i mean that's what ruined their entire relationship was that he was unable to admit that she held more power in the relationship than he did mm-hmm. or at least make his peace with that and so since it has very nearly destroyed everything in her life she's determined to get him to admit that he is nothing this was it, this was a little hard to watch too because yes. it's everybody sucks she, here <laughs> yeah and she's she says that you know she says to him well you raped me and he was he tried very quickly to minimize that. yeah and she's like do you see the bruises and then she literally shows all the other ones that we didn't initially see and that's when she says like you're not tell me you're nothing you're nothing and she has a knife in her hand she stabs him she stabs him and <laughs> a couple of times <laughs> yeah and she says if i can't make you cry i'm gonna make you bleed <laughs> and i was like well this is oh no sort of empowering, empowering <laughs> but also like wow yeah like don't sink to his level you know like and that's what that's what got to me too that it's like where throughout the movie i was torn on whose side I was on because I felt like obviously you're on her side but then at the same time like what level is she gonna go to to assert her dominance you know like right. the fight is gonna the fight's still there like she didn't put right. like she put She's up a fight perfect. he put up a fight right and he didn't even I felt like he didn't really want to put up a fight he was kind of just accepting it for a while until it got to a point where he was getting fu- like really fucked over and when she said the thing about them not wanting him at all I think that's what set him off even more but after she stabs him and whatever and she's like now wipe the blood off my floor and get out and that's how it ends <laughs> yeah and that's the end like, of the movie <laughs> I know. I feel like at this point, though, he has shown himself to be fairly psychotic. For him to just arrange all of these things to leave and leave, that would have been fine with me. Like, good. Just get out quietly because she doesn't seem to be afraid of him, which 
No. Once again, I guess speaks to the empowerment that she's been going through on this journey. But I think it's stupid not to be a little (laughs) afraid given what he has shown he is capable of. Yeah. He also, but in terms of what he's capable of, he's seen, I mean, except for the rape, which I hate to say in that way, but I feel prior to that though, he showed no signs of physical abuse, like of going after her. Again, he was very quiet most of the time. Like he kind of didn't, as long as he wasn't provoked, which is not a good example. I, I'm No, yeah. My foot's, in my, ma- my foot's in my mouth right now. But I, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, she would kind of poke the bear sometimes where he would just didn't want to deal with it. Like, I have to accept this and move on. Like, I have to accept But he wasn't that- accepting it. That was the problem. He was just letting it fester. Yeah. He wasn't dealing with yeah. it. It would be one thing if he was dealing with it, but he was not. And I think she kept poking him because she wanted him to talk to her about it. And he was just refusing to do that. Yeah, that's... And that's where the frustration... I think, yeah, I would have stabbed him too then. (laughs) Only because, like I said, I've been there where it's that silence of like, just fucking say something. Like, can you just respond or like, give me something to work with? And it's it's silence because... Men don't know how to speak their emotions. And <laughs> yes. Well, I, and again, that's part of societal pressure to to bottle it up and keep it all in. So we always applaud the men who are willing to do a little soul searching and and make the effort to go there because it's it's still stigmatized to have men showing vulnerable emotions like that. A hundred percent. It's so that which is sad, but I just the message here is go to therapy. Or get stabbed. Mm-hmm. Go, yes, go to therapy. <laughs> and don't don't trust, you know, online gurus. Yeah. Don't trust anyone who charges $3,000 for a book to tell you how to change people's minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch out for the period, per, period schemes. <laughs> Pyramid schemes. Oh, well, <laughs> technically this whole thing was a period scheme. <laughs> We've just That's invented a new genre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, so that that was fair play. Yes, not the spookiest movie. So it's like not quite on our theme here for spooky season. No. I was hoping it would be a bit more thrillerish. Yeah. I, I mean, think I it was actually inaccurately billed as an erotic thriller. I did not find this movie erotic or thrilling. No, not definitely not erotic. No, I mean, there were some sex scenes that were kind of, okay, cool. But like yeah. nothing was 365 days sexy no gotta do a rewatch of those <laughs> just the first been a one while. <laughs> just the first one no, the second one was good too uh, third third fell off yeah third and is. left us with a cliffhanger that we'll I never have we'll resolved probably not but next week we have more of a horror escape for everybody yes because next week we have slother house yes so excited which i'm so excited i saw it on hulu so we can watch it on oh hulu. wonderful I know. Fantastic. But yeah, you know where to find us, obviously, on all the socials and the website. And don't miss Slaughterhouse next week. Do you have anything you'd like to add? Yes, very, very relevant for this movie. Mm -hmm. October 19th is Conflict Resolution Day, which is a day that promotes peaceful conflict resolution. I think we need that everywhere. Yeah, no stabby stabbing. No, no. None of that. No other weapons. Use your words, not your knives. (laughs) And until next time. (laughs) 